Hello, and welcome back to SAS Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Mary and Brian, and this is episode 138. Brian, how have you been this past week, the first week we've had in months without basketball? Well, it's been <laughs> devastating. Let me just tell you, Mary, I have had nothing to do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, even though we have no basketball, I was given good news by you that, you know, the, the, this entire week is we're going to start to, you know, it's going to start to start feeling like summer a little bit. We're moving in that trend. You know, I believe at the end of the week, we're supposed to hit like, uh, what, like a 70 degrees weather. Yeah, I think so. So I'm just super excited to, you know, go out more on walks, you know, maybe have lunch or dinner on my rooftop. That's exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, the big news, of course, for the week was we got our second uh, vaccine shot. Yeah. So that was exciting. I saw a video online that said if you did a windmill with your arm, uh, just in rapid motion that it would help with the um, have no side effects or fewer side effects. And maybe it worked because I didn't feel, I just had, my arm was less sore than the first time. And so was Brian's and did some windmills. And I, I either just look like a crazy person. I did this at home, not while I was waiting <laughs> at Lumen Field. You sure but... you weren't standing in a line just doing these windmills? <laughs> no, I was not. I waited till I got home, just moved my arm around a bunch. I know you're supposed to move your arm around after a shot, but like these are some extreme motions. Um, so I don't know if that actually worked, but it's a tip for anyone getting their shot. Maybe it actually works. I don't actually know. But <laughs> Well, <laughs> it biggest... worked for you, I guess. <laughs> well, it worked for you too. Yeah. Yeah. I as well, uh, you know, the soreness in your arm, it was actually less this time around than Mm -hmm. the first time as well. I had a little bit of a headache, but you know, it was, it was, it was totally fine. I was able to function, you know, life went on. (laughs) It was just a little bit of annoyance. The thing that took the longest amount of time was getting out of the parking garage at Lumen Field. There was more people there this time than last time. Last time we were on like the third level and this time we were on the fifth level, um, parking. And so it took like 30 minutes to get out of the parking lot. So it basically took longer to get out of the parking lot than it took us to get, like, go through the check-in process, get our shot and wait for 15 minutes. Yeah. The, the, the whole shot process is incredibly efficient. You just, you go through a line and as soon as you're, you know, at, you just go to a, you know, a little station where you receive the shot and then you just wait for 15 minutes and then you're out. You so, know, you know, the, we're, the we're walking, we're, out, you know, get people through. Yeah, we're walking in to the area and there's people walking all around and Brian's like, I hope they give me superpowers this time. And then <laughs> and then we're walking out of it and he's like, Mary, guess what? We're immortal. I'm like, well, no, no, we're immune, not immortal. More or less, more or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super excited. You know, the rest of civilization is open to me now. <laughs> I mean, uh, at least in two weeks, maybe. Uh, but you know, I, I expect things will slowly start to open up further now that uh, the people are starting to get their vaccines and their shots. Um, I think actually, as of right now, everyone in Seattle can sign up for a shot at least, right? Mary? In a few days, I think on April fifteenth. Oh, in April fifteenth. Okay. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. Also, so. did you want to let people know about the new piece of wall decor that you got for your apartment? Uh, yes. So as you guys know, I've been, you know, slowly adding things to my apartment. Everything's looking nice, except for the walls. The walls are very white and blank and they have no, nothing that screams Brian lives here or 
or anything really. <laughs> so I went uh, shopping for, I guess, some like canvases online. No, it's called the tapestry, but. Or tapestry, my bad. Canvases uh, are much more expensive than tapestries. Are canvases like more solid too? Yeah. Those okay, are anyways. much more expensive. Okay, anyways, tapestry. Yeah, I'm not spending too much. And it basically, uh, I got a tapestry of some palm trees. And in a sunset. In, in, in a sunset. So it'll remind me of my home in California. And, uh, you know, while it's raining outside in Seattle, I could just look over at, at my tapestry and be like, you know what? We'll make it through this. <laughs> so, yeah, so that should be exciting. And I think I'm going to hang it up behind my sofa and it will add to the livelihood and, you know, happiness that my apartment holds. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else interesting happened with you this week, Mary? No, not really. The big thing was just uh, getting the shot on Saturday. It's very exciting. Yes, yes, I agree. Now we're going to talk about, um, you know, the last like month and a half, we've been talking about basketball nearly constantly in the podcast. And so this is just going to be, you know, now that the season's over, more far and few between. But we did want to give you an there's been a few updates in the past week from Gonzaga basketball. So. Right. So we know for sure Corey Kispert is going to, has to move on and uh, either become an NBA player or play overseas or any of that, because he's a senior and mm-hmm. unfortunately he cannot play for us another year. We'd love to have him, but well, he could because the, the season doesn't actually count, but he's already been there for four years. So. Oh, this season doesn't even count. Really? Yeah. Towards eligibility. Sure? Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. But okay. So anyways, Joel, Ayayi, uh, he's decided to declare for the draft. Um, so he will have an opportunity to, you know, be and he's into the signing with an agent, so he can't return to the team. Yes. And that's a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. I have not heard news from Timmy yet, but I'm expecting as well. He'll, declare, well, I read that right uh, now, a UNC, a UNC uh, center was thinking about transferring and he decided to go to Auburn instead of Gonzaga. And so I read an article on the slipper still fits. It said mm-hmm. that means that that seemingly means that Timmy should probably stay for at least Ooh. another season, but we'll see. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his name was Walker Kessler and yeah. he was originally going to go to Gonzaga, like you said, but he decided to transfer to uh, Auburn and that, yeah, that either we, we can take away that either Timmy's going to stay because and obviously Timmy would take the majority of the playing time because mm-hmm. he's great and he's already been on the team for a while. Or we're going to get a bunch of new recruits that uh, will also just take priority. So fingers crossed for St- Timmy saying though, because Timmy is amazing. And uh, I, I, if Timmy stays, you know, we're, we're, you know, a contender instantly for the NCAA title. So hopefully he does stay. Mm -hmm. Um, But some other news is, you know, more teams are using the transfer uh, portal nowadays because there's just so much talent and, uh, you know, people, you know, some teams over over recruit one year or under recruit another year. So we're going to be losing two players. Uh, Our first is Omar Balo. So far they've announced, yeah. Yeah, so far. uh, So Omar Balo, uh, we're going to have to say goodbye. He didn't get that much playing time. Baby Shaq was his nickname. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so he played 24 games for the Zags. And that was basically, you know, it was basically, you know, like in the last minute, it says he's averaged 6.3 minutes per game, which is actually pretty good, you know, uh, in 24 appearances. The problem was, 
he he really just never really found his footing and they're just better uh forwards on gonzaga's team so he doesn't have that much playing time and he wants to go transfer somewhere else to uh you know uh, showcase his talents because at the end of the day these players want to make it to the nba Mm-hmm. So Ball you can't gonna, do that when you're sitting on the bench. Yeah, it's it's very hard to do that. Uh, yeah, so Ball is going to be leaving, and then uh, Pavel Zakharov. Pavel Zakharov. Yes, thank you for helping me. With I that. looked up the pronunciation guide. <laughs> oh, fancy! Uh, but yes, he as well. Uh, he was the big man from. I believe he played on the Russian, uh, either Russian national team or the Russian youth team, um, but. Yeah, he's also going to be transferring from Gonzaga. He was the sophomore center on our team. Uh, you guys probably like never saw him. He he played. He averaged one point nine points over four point five minutes per game, um, and he was originally gonna uh, play uh, next year. But we he I guess he just you know figured that there are going to be more recruits coming in. And it was going to be hard for him to get, you know, once again, more, more playing yeah. time because we are favored right now for the number one pick next year. Uh, uh, what's his name? Chet Holgram, who is basically going to also looking to be uh, with Timmy in the front court. So it's going to be that guy along with Timmy and not uh, Zach Roth. So he's also going to be looking to move his talents somewhere else uh, in the, NCAA world but it'll be interesting to see what else um what other players decide to either transfer or go try to go to the NBA right um, so I don't really know how they can even think of a w- ranking right now when all the teams are experiencing experiencing this you don't know what players are going to transfer to what teams you don't know which players are going to decide not to come back um go to the NBA or play overseas or whatever it's just so up in the air so it's interesting I know they do it every year, but to yeah, they love to do like so the, early. <laughs> and I think they call it the rank. way too early ranking or something too. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, we've had a week without basketball, and so far we've made it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but th- we're giving you some basketball news, so there. <laughs> yeah, but we wish all the players who are either graduating or deciding to move on best of luck. Exactly. It'll always be a zag. Did you know the American Heart Association recommends 150 active minutes each week to help with heart health? What if you could earn rewards just for being healthy? That's where Paceline comes in. Paceline is a free app that gives you rewards for exercising 150 minutes per week. Keep up a weekly streak and get even more rewards. Every week of your streak, the rewards vary. You can choose from gift cards from Amazon, Starbucks, Target, and more to discounts for products or services and even donations to charitable organizations. Join me on Paceline. To get started, download the free Paceline app, connect it to your activity tracker, and use our referral code SSSPOD to start earning rewards just for being healthy. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre. Audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobooks anytime, anywhere. You can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. Sass Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial 
that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to audibletrial.com slash podcast to start your trial and choose your book today. Now we're going to talk about some upcoming movies that are coming out uh, this summer or this spring and early summer. Um, we just went through June. Um, and most of these movies are both, they're either like simultaneously going to the movie theaters and to a streaming service or they're going to a streaming service very shortly after opening in theaters just because everything's so different across the country. So I think they just want everyone to you know, be able to see the movie if they want to. So Brian and I each have two movies we're going to talk about, and I'll talk about my first one. It's called Cruella, and it is um, an American crime comedy drama based on the character Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. And Emma Stone is going to be playing Cruella DeVille, and she's an ambitious and aspiring fashion designer who will go on to become a dangerous criminal obsessed with Dalmatian furs. <laughs> it is coming out on May 28th oh, and great. it will be yeah, your birthday um, to be theatrically released and on Disney plus on the same day. That's fun. Yeah. I, lo- I loved that movie watching it as a kid under one Dalmatians. Yeah, it should be good. What's, <laughs> what's one of the movies that you Okay, so one of my movies is called In the Heights, and it's by the director of Crazy Rich Asians, John Shu. And basically, he's going to be going over uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's breakout musical, In the Heights, which is what the movie's called. And uh, this is the musical that basically launched uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's career. He's most famously known for he's the creator of Hamilton. Uh, which won four Tony Awards, including Best Musical and Best Original Score. So very talented. As, and this is just going to be going over, you know, I believe how he came up with uh, In the Heights. And because uh, Shu basically uh, really gives justice to like the cultural aspects of uh, in like Crazy Rich Asians, this one's supposed to be also uh, going over Lin-Manuel Miranda's Latino heritage in New York's, uh, it's going to be taking place in New York's heavily Latino neighborhood, Washington Heights. Um, so that's going to be a musical if you like musicals. It's been like... on Broadway for a very long time. I've never seen it or really listened to the music, but it should be good. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's going to be mine. And it's going to be just going over like Lin-Manuel Miranda's breakout uh, musical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up, I was actually going to cover that one, but I found another one just in the nick of time. Oof, um, it's uh, it's called Luca. It's the next Disney Pixar movie, and it is coming out on June 18th. Um, this is following up from their uh, last release called Soul, which came out around Christmas. It was delayed from uh, summer 2020. But um, this one is about a seaside town on the Italian Riviera. A young boy named Luca shares adventures with his new best friend, Alberto, but Luca and Alberto are hiding a secret. They're both sea monsters from a world below the water's surface. So should be oh, good. Fun. I always like the Disney Pixar movies. So yeah, they're very cute. <laughs> and just like this one is going to be in theaters and on Disney Plus. Okay. Um, so my next movie is A Quiet Place 2. Um, a Quiet Place one we both saw that one and basically this is just following the events of the first one 
where the Abbott family uh, leaves leaves their current uh, hiding spot because they're they're hiding in the, this little house because uh, there are basically monsters that can track you down uh, based on how you make much any noise. noise. If yeah. you make any noise, right? So that's why it's called a quiet place. And uh, it turns out there's not there's not that much uh, news about this just yet, but it's going to be also coming out on May 28th. Go figure. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that's a good weekend. You know why everything's coming out that weekend? It's because it's uh, Memorial oh, Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I figured they just really liked my birthday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, Quiet Place 2 is going to come out on May 28th. And it is, you know, like a suspense thriller. It's not really horror. I mean, it's, it's definitely much... a thriller. I thought it was a horror movie when I first watched it, but it's definitely more of a thriller. It wasn't a jumpy movie. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that like scary. Didn't doesn't leave you with nightmares. Or at least the first one didn't. But um, yeah, it's directed by John Krasinski and he and his wife, Emily Blunt, are both in it. And yeah, we saw the first one and it was pretty good. And so I'm be interesting to see what they did. This was supposed to come out last summer and then they decided, or maybe even last spring and they decided to push it back because they wanted people to be able to watch it in theaters. And so then they decided to move it back till September, 2021. Now they moved it back up to May 28th. So gotcha. they've been waiting for this movie to come out for a while. <laughs> That, yeah, yeah, that's fun. I'm sure I'll see it. I have to, I have to follow the story and figure out what happens to the the Abbott family. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we're gonna finish off with some weird news. So first, I'm gonna talk about um, there's a couple who mistakenly he, they thought that they had found some abstract painting and they thought it was an interactive exhibit, but they accidentally painted over the artist's work. Oh so, no! <laughs> so um, on March 28th, a couple in South Korea. Um, they were at the Lottie World Mall in Seoul, and they found this really cool eye-catching painting. Um, and you know, they took the paint buckets and the brushes below the work as an invitation to collaborate and join in on the work. And they <laughs> they ended up ruining a four hundred forty thousand dollar painting. Oh, <laughs> um, man. Yeah, they had no idea that they had become vandals they really didn't know they really thought it was participate participatory work be, just because of the paint and the brushes underneath but yeah why is someone leaving that there <laughs> well because they weren't done painting the artist wasn't done i guess and so uh-huh. you know the artist uh-huh. could have gone to take a bathroom break and um oh never mind it says the painting has been displayed this way since 2016 um oh no so someone someone just left a paintbrush under it yeah honestly i'm surprised that people haven't vandalized before that it's 22.9 feet by 7.5 feet so it's huge oh wow Um, yeah so people at the you know the staff immediately notified the police after they noticed the new brush strokes and then the security footage showed that the couple innocently committed a crime just painted it away (laughs) yeah the vandalized um, untitled painting will remain on display uh, through June 13th of this year. <laughs> so you just, you know, make sure you know what type of art exhibit it is when you see one. You know, just even... because there's a paint bucket <laughs> or something doesn't mean you just join in. <laughs> yeah. Although maybe maybe they added to it. It is abstract. So exactly. Who knows? <laughs> I saw the painting. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's been up for a while. So I guess you might be able to tell the differences. But yeah, interesting. But the thing is, the paint buckets are behind the line where you're not supposed to go behind. 
So, you know, it's kind of a mix up situation there. Um, and then lastly, want to talk about, this is an unfortunate one. It hits home because I work in enrollment, but um, University of Kentucky mistakenly sends 500,000 acceptances. They usually, to this one program, they usually accept about three dozen students per year um, into their clinical leadership and management program in the College of Health Sciences, like a very, very small number. And yeah, they accidentally sent it to 500,000 people. And so there's one girl who received the email and she was like, mom, I got accepted to the University of Kentucky. And her mom was like, oh, I didn't know you applied to University of Kentucky. She's like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> They're just handing out admissions right and left, I guess. <laughs> and then another senior from Georgia said she had to Google University of Kentucky to make sure it was a real college. <laughs> wow. She didn't know. I'm like, well, clearly this girl isn't into basketball because yeah, usually Kentucky's a pretty big powerhouse in basketball. If you're living in Georgia and you don't know University of Kentucky <laughs> exists, you probably shouldn't be going to college. <laughs> well, not just mean. Okay, I'm sorry. But yeah, that's just unfortunate. The school figured out the error and sent out um, a response within 24 hours. But still, for you know the people that did apply to University of Kentucky and wanted to get into that program, they're probably excited. And then, like, never mind, you didn't get in. And they only ended up keeping, you know, they said like three dozen students. So that's pretty sad. Yeah. Well, at least they get their pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully they can. That's just, a, that's a lot of people at the email. Yeah. And hopefully these students, all these students that were looking for, you know, a college or will be able to find an alternative college that works for them. Yes. Well, Hope you guys have a good rest of your week. If you want to, you can leave us a review on um, Apple Podcasts and we'll shout you out on the next podcast. And be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sassstorysarcasm and on Instagram at sassstorysarcasm. Have a good rest of your week. Bye. Happy April, everyone. Bye. It's been April for a while now. That's true. (laughs) Bye.